This podcast is sponsored by Oasis, a Paychex company. Oasis provides small and medium-sized businesses with an all-in-one solution to simplify back office complexities like payroll, benefits, HR, and compliance. Let Oasis take care of the HR administration so you can focus on growth, your customers, and continue to run your business fearlessly. Learn more at oasisadvantage.com slash podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to the season premiere of The Robinson Show. Coming up after the break, we have athlete and entrepreneur Michelle West. She talks about her upbringing and an interesting sport she's involved in. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. I try to keep up with what these young people is is doing and knowing. I was at work, and I was I just got a text from a number that I didn't know. I sent him a text. He texts me back and say, who this? <laughs> and I just thought that was the funniest thing. The next few weeks, you just made fun of me, like would answer the door and say, who dis? Who dis? Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. America, America let's, let's do lunch. lunch. If you love them enough to drive an hour to cheer them on as they get beat 11 to nothing in the rain, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Roll that ball, Diane. Woo! You got this. Get it. 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 When you bring home a Goodwill find, you give your whole town a reason to celebrate because you're also funding local job training and placement programs in tech, healthcare, and more. Goodwill. Bring good home. Live Right, publishers of David Daly's new book, Unrigged, a portrait of inspiring Americans who are rising up to challenge gerrymandering and secure voting rights. David Daly's Unrigged is available now. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. And, you know, we have some of the best and brightest in the world of sports. My guest this week is a a lady that's made her mark in the world of health and fitness. We want to welcome to The Robinson Show, Michelle West. Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Let's get right to it. Every story has a beginning. So I want to know, what was your upbringing like? How did it all start for you? Well, I was raised in a two-parent home. Um, My parents stayed married together over 54 years until my mother recently passed. Both were Christians, so I was raised in a Christian home going to church. They both were heavy into education, and my dad being retired military, he was big into serving country. Wow, that's very interesting that you uh, mentioned about the military. 
What was that like at a young age, just going from city to city? I get, I hate to use this term, being like a military brat. Or what? What was that kind of like? Was it hard to adjust and try to get acclimated with a new city and things of that nature? What was that like? For me, it mm-hmm. was excellent. It did de- help define my character. I never felt that uh, I was limited to any one particular place. I got to meet all kinds of people and realize that every culture, every person uh, have similarities that we all can build upon. So I loved moving. Um, I never felt that I had to get my, you know, my core from any one place. It, It all came together to create who I am now. Awesome to hear. So now, while you were growing up, were you involved in any recreation leagues or was uh, sports just something that you just did for fun? Well, I was around family members who were athletes. My brother himself was a martial artist. And so I saw sports, but never realized what my knack was until it was called into play at five. possibly five, between five and six. Um, I was playing outside with my cousins in my aunt's front yard and uh, heard some noise, my, one of my cousins calling out. And happened to look, I could see from the front yard into the window where my cousin was, and her then-husband was choking her. And that's when automatically it just kicked in, a sense of wanting to protect her by all means. So I ran through the yard, uh, up on the porch, went through the front door, and I just felt at that time, go through the door, jump onto the bed, off the bed, onto him, put your bicep in his in his throat. And so that's what I did. At five years old, I ran through the house, uh, bust through the door, jumped on the bed, off of it, onto him, and I just put my bicep as close to his throat as I could and just kept squeezing until I heard my cousin actually tell me, let him go, you're you're killing him. And as a five-year-old, I couldn't comprehend that, so I let him go. But at that time, he had already dropped to his knees, and he was spitting out white stuff. So uh, it wasn't only until years later that I realized what I had done, and medically speaking, because I went into medical and was able to understand that what the body was actually doing at the time. So he was close to passing out. But from that point on, he never laid his hand on her again. And it was my parents. Years later, my parents were told by my cousin, because he was, every time I got in the same room that he was in, he would leave or he would not want to be around me. So my parents kept questioning why that was. And my cousin then told them that not only had I saved her life, um, she did end up miscarrying, but that she was able to have three more healthy kids after that because I was a part of saving her life. So That's some way to be introduced to sports. You mentioned that your family members were involved and your brother was involved in the martial arts. And certainly you mimicked kind of some things, some, some of the moves, that he learned, but I want to ask you, goes into our next question, your introduction to sports. How old were you when you received formal training in the martial arts? It was only after my parents had learned of the incident 
At the time, my dad was stationed in Bitburg, Germany, on the Air Force Base. And when we got back from visiting family, that's when he enrolled me in karate classes on base. What form of martial arts was it? Was it judo or, or taekwondo? It was karate um, oh, at karate. that point. Okay. Yes. Then he got stationed in Arizona. And when we got to Arizona, he put me in judo um, to help me understand the ground game because karate mostly, most was, you know, standing. If somebody comes to you and you're standing, this is what you do. But he wanted me as a female to be able to handle myself if I was ever tackled or taken to the ground or somebody was trying to take advantage of me in any way. As a female, he wanted me prepared for that as well. Oh, wow, that's interesting. A smart man right there. And definitely, you definitely uh, were prepared for that. Because did you compete in any tournaments? I did. I competed mostly in traditional martial arts, not so much in judo. But I did go to several tournaments and end up at the age of 13 winning the Texas State Championship. So <laughs> I did get a lot of uh, hands-on training on in professional manner and streetwise. So after you received your formal training in martial arts, you wind up getting into an interesting sport that is still somewhat of a cult sport, but it's had a, a interesting following, and that's the world of bodybuilding. How did you get involved in the sport? Right after winning the Texas State Championship, big issue that I had was my size. I was really small. I was fast and ferocious, if you want to call it. But the issue was I was just small. And so the sensei that I had at the time, Thane McVean, he was also a bodybuilder on the side, and he did some acting. So he kind of took me up as a protege and started teaching me how to lift weights so that my size would not affect me going forward. And once that started, I I fell in love with lifting. It was something I came that came very natural to me. And even when I went in the military, I was lifting weights that a lot of the men around me were not lifting. So it became uh, second nature to me to want to lift. So after getting out of the military... I decided to actually start competing, and it just was that much more that I realized that I I really love the sport. Wow, that's interesting waiting to get into it. I've heard stories about a lot of women falling into the sport of bodybuilding by accident, whether somebody discovered them or they happened to just happen to a gym and they really like it. It's very interesting how you got into it. So what weight class do you currently compete in? I am currently not competing because I not long ago just had a little boy. So okay, congratulations. I have, thank you. I've taken some time off to get my master's. Um, this is my last semester. I'm going for my master's in exercise science and psychology. And so I have taken some time back from that to be a mother and to concentrating on, you know, getting my master's. Then I want to go back into, if not competing, because my husband and I do security, private, and church security, integrating that into what we're doing with that. 
awesome. All of them. So you got your hands full, not just with a son, but you and your husband, you guys run a business. I got. I want to get back to your bodybuilding career just for a moment. Can you tell us how many titles have you won during your career? Um, it's not so many. I had an opportunity at a uh, very quickly into my career to go to the Nationals and Chicago, and it was on my only second um, show and one fourth in junior nationals at uh, Chicago, which from what I'm told years later, that's impossible that most people have to have been in bodybuilding for five to ten years before they would ever reach that pinnacle. I had a lot of pros around me, and I had a really good trainer. Johnny Jackson was my first trainer, and he kind of showed me the ropes of the uh, pro bodybuilding world. And after him, I had Robert Mannix, who, wonderful man, was kind of like a father figure to me. He was like Rocky had Mickey and I had him. And he really showed me how to just pass the appearance of being physically fit, actually being physically fit. So I enjoyed being under him for many years. I then went, took some time off because I was doing other things with martial arts, and um, I went into federal protection for a while. And during all this time, I decided to go back and compete again, end up getting first in masters because at that time I was over the age of 35. So I did get a first in that and a a couple of other trophies, including best routine. So it's definitely a part of my life. I will never be completely done with bodybuilding, but it phases in and out as, as my seasons change. You mentioned earlier about how it takes so long to get a pro card. I know you haven't received your pro card yet. Is it something that you aspire to achieve, or it's just something you just take it as it comes along? If I get it, that's wonderful. I see bodybuilding as a way to not only be the way God intended us to be. I, I didn't. I failed to share this. When I was really young, I was actually in an elementary school. There was a poster on the board, of course, in the science class, and I realized then, looking at that in an optical chart, that A lot of people do not look like that. I would look at the chart, and I would look at the people around me, and I'm like, they are not comparing to this chart. But the only people that I found years later that did look like that chart were bodybuilders trying to tone and tweak their muscles to be the perfect shape. And I think that is a way of life. Regardless if I'm on stage or not, that is a way of life. And I love to share that with people. Not everybody's going to get on a stage. I try to take them to their peak, whatever their physique is the best condition that their physique can be in for whatever they're doing in life. So to me, being a bodybuilder is always going to be a part of me on and off stage. Interesting. Well put answer right there. I want to ask you one more thing about the sport that you're associated with in bodybuilding. There's always this dark cloud hanging over it, you know, it's uh, steroids and performance-enhancing drugs. I just wanted to know, have you always been natural? Have you used them before? I am natural. I have had opportunities 
where my doctor actually put me on something because I have something called PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So my body automatically produces more testosterone than the average female. Not to get too deep into science, but for someone who has polycystic ovarian syndrome, it takes what the body does naturally a step further. And most females, well, unless they have issues with childbearing, um, when they are bearing a child, their testosterone levels exceed normal levels in order to supply that child with the genetics needed for it to become a boy. But usually once the child is born, those numbers drop back to normal levels. Well, in my case, my body was a little different. My blood looks a lot like a diabetic, so the more I eat, the more sugar I take in. Instead of my body using insulin to break that down, my hormones, they'll get into me all the particulars, but my hormones fluctuate in order for my body to break that down. So the more I ate, the more testosterone I created naturally. The more I lifted and my body was calling for that, Of course, the more you lift, the more you crave, you eat to keep up with the body's demands, the more testosterone my body would create. So I actually was placed on steroids by a OBGYN to try to even out my body. So as your question is, yes, by a doctor I was put on, but not necessarily for gaining muscle, but it was to keep my body from getting too too out of whack. Oh wow, very interesting right there. You know, I think I think what's so interesting about it is that you really explained that thoroughly as to how you got on how how you were you know prescribed steroids um, medically because of the situation that you had. So that's very interesting. I have to ask you, with you being prescribed those uh, steroids by a doctor, did they have, did it interfere with your training or did you, or you didn't have any problems in regards to your, your bodybuilding career? I didn't notice that it affected my lifting. Um, my eating did. When I ate right, the better I lifted, the bigger I got, the better my body reacted. There was a time where I was also put on something stronger. It was after I had a car accident and I had bulge disc, and so I had a lot of back issues. So I was placed on steroids again at that time for my back to heal. At that time, I did notice changes because that particular steroid was for rehabilitation for the muscles. So at that time, I did notice a little more size. I was more hungry. I did get stronger, and my body reacted quicker. But there's one thing I want to get perfectly clear to anyone who questions whether or not steroids are good or bad. My issue is education. I more rather, and I was asked this question when I was going for my bachelor's degree, because I was taking uh, strength and conditioning, is should kids be allowed, not kids as in underage, but should people be allowed to be uh, given steroids? 
And my thing is steroids is not what makes the athlete. The athlete still has to eat right, work out, and do right. Steroids doesn't magically change the person one minute they're frail and don't have any muscle tone, and then the next minute they're Hercules. That is not the reality of it. There's a lot of work that goes in. Now, people choose to take steroids in other in order to help them recover um, from the damage that sometimes lifting and stuff can do in order to, for their body to process that quicker. That is realistic. Now, if you're asking me if people should be given steroids, I do not believe that kids getting shots in the back of an athletic center um, by a stranger and they don't know what they're getting, I do not agree with that. But under parent supervision and doctors being involved, I believe in a case of that to keep a as a prevention to keep a child from blowing out their knees or their muscles and body developing uh, unevenly, which could affect them in life, period. I do believe that there is room for parents and doctors to be in on making sure that their child develops properly. I want to ask you, while competing, did you ever kind of feel that you were outmatched? Because certainly I know you, in bodybuilding, you always pay attention to your competition. And I wanted to know, did you ever feel that that you're outmatched because of what other competitors may be taking, or did that issue ever cross your mind? Mm, my quick, my shortest answer to that is no. People that treat their bodies as though it is a temporary vessel will reap that. So if a person is willing to do things that is going to end up hurting them in the future, it will come back to bite them. I don't want to do to myself what somebody else is doing just because I think for that moment it's going to make me a better person. So I didn't look at that. I looked at how could I come to that contest in the best shape that I could come in that contest in a healthy way. And so whatever was done on stage, whatever the judges determined, I was willing to accept as long as I know that I brought it. Let's move on now to other projects. Are there any other projects that you're currently working on? You mentioned that you're working on your master's in exercise science, and you and your husband have a private security business. Uh, Tell our audience a little bit about those projects. Well, I am getting an interdisciplinary degree with Liberty University uh, with exercise science and psychology. Going forward, I would like to continue on to get my psychology degree studying the effects of science on the psyche. So that will be my next project is, once this is all said and done, is, is go back for my doctorate. As far as our business, we do have a security consultant business that we love going around showing different churches and facilities where they're, where they're lacking in security. And then not only showing those things, what cameras they can do, uh, have, uh, what where they should post their security, if they have security, if they don't have security, 
partner with them into getting them the best security measures going forward so that they won't have issues and training hand-to-hand combat for those in security. I do both private protection and um, I am in uniform at my church, but I love the private protection more. I love being in civilian clothes, uh, blending in, because that's where the more I can use hand-to-hand combat more than pulling my weapon. I prefer not to pull my weapon if I don't have to, because once you pull it um, and the bullet exits the gun, there's no control over it. I can always keep control of my hands. When I'm doing PPO work, I can get close to a target or a person who may be causing uh, the danger and take them down or do whatever I need to do to bring it into control. And I, I love that aspect and teaching other people how to do that. Where can they find you on social media? There is, I have both Twitter and Facebook account for Fit Your Body to Honor God, which is the book that I wrote. You can also find us on our website, which is www.templetalents.com. That's T-E-M-P-L-E-T-A-L-E-N-T-S.com. Okay, one last question before I let you go. Tell our audience just about the book that you wrote and just uh, what's it all about. I was very blessed to go to a college that is $41,000 a year. When I was going to TCU, uh, my main focus at the end of that was how can I turn that expensive education into a $12 book that people can just reference anytime. No, you don't have every detail of every class that I took, but for the average person just wanting to um, lose weight or make their body better tone up or even may be interested in going to the extreme and going to bodybuilding, I have a chapter to reach each and every one of you. If you're at home and can't get out to the gym, there's a chapter for you. If you just want to know basic nutrition, there's a chapter for you. If there's a love for the gym and you go all the time but things aren't just tweaking in, there's a chapter for you. And if you just want to go all out and get on the stage, there's a chapter for you too. So that's what the book incorporates. Well, you heard it from her. She's Michelle West. She's an athlete, a bodybuilder, also highly educated, and also someone that's making a difference in the world. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us on The Robinson Show. And if ever you want to come back on, feel free to let us know. Thank you. We'll be back with more right after this. At this point, Mm -hmm. education is the most important Mm -hmm. thing in your lives. The successes of tomorrow are built upon the actions of today. So anyway, I looked the principal right in the eye and said, all right, quit. <laughs> so he says, I'm going to fail. I said, I flunk, you flunk. <laughs> and then I give him one of these. 
What are your plans for the future? Education lets you live your dreams, so you don't have to dream your life. Tough it out. Stay in. That's going to do it for another edition of The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. And remember, put God first in everything you do and you can't go wrong. Until next time, stick to the script. I'm out. Peace.